Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets, high-performance gas ranges, or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit the Ferguson Showroom on Powell Avenue in Nashville and discover the controlled convenience of Jet Air's connected wall oven. Innovative, intuitive, and in the palm of your hand. Reinvent your kitchen with Jet Air and find it at Ferguson. 104.5 The Zone with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. This is the Midday 180 on 104.5 The Zone. Glad you're with us. It's the Midday 180 on 104.5 The Zone from Radio Row at Super Bowl 54. All of our coverage presented by Ferguson Bath Kitchen and Lighting Galleries and the Low T Center. Crew is all here along with Mike Pereira, the former vice president of officials for the NFL. He's now with Fox Sports. Mike, great to see you again. How are you? I am great. It's just always a fun week and really, you know, the whole radio role experience is really kind of cool. It really is fun. Well, you've come through quite a few times. You used to come through as the the VP of officials. Yeah. You you would come through and do the whole radio row experience. I don't know. I don't think Dean Blandino did that, and I certainly know Riveron's not doing that. Why were you so out front and open in your position? Well, I, I, I think the league had a certain amount of confidence in me that I, I wouldn't say the wrong thing, and, and I don't I don't know that uh, Dean would say the wrong thing or Riveron would either, but there's more now a bunker mentality, I think, when it comes to all the controversy that's out there, especially with regard to this pass interference mayhem. And so uh, there, there's... I'm surprised that they did while I still had the job, but I think they felt like, you know, transparency. Everybody's into transparency now, and and, uh, they let me out. And then I I think maybe as opposed to maybe Blandino and and for sure probably Riveron, I like doing it. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed the conversation, and I enjoyed talking about officiating. Have you ever been asked back? And have you ever considered going back if the answer is yes? Uh, that would be a double no. Um, I haven't been asked back, and I wouldn't take this job now the way that it is set up. I wouldn't take it for any amount of money or any perk, anything. If they an, let you reshape it? It's an impossible job. Uh, could I reshape it? Um, yeah, I, I, could, I could. certainly you could reshape it and and. They're beginning to do that. They've hired Walt Anderson now as the new senior vice president of training and development. Um, And I think they probably, I would think they'll make some changes um, even as the, after the Super Bowl is over. But listen, I I wouldn't want to do it because the job is so much different than when I did it. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my job, you know, and, and I don't, I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to go back and have it be so different. I mean, I didn't have to deal with social media. I didn't have to, you know, I didn't have any of that stuff. And so I, I wouldn't, I would not have any interest. So you mentioned moving Walt Anderson. Do you think that's a good thing? Every time I see an official who hasn't necessarily been in the news for bad things leaving the field, I think, well, there's another good official leaving the field, whether it be for a media job leaving the business or getting moved upstairs um but walt was i get that and um and and walt was leaving anyways though so he was leaving on he was leaving the field walt has experience because he ran the big 12 officiating program for a number of years um 
and I think that's different than the um, McCauley's and the Steratores and Perry's that came directly off the field. And and I listen. I mean, I, people say, "Hey, these guys are leaving when they still have time left on the field," and they're right. They wouldn't be leaving if they didn't get the television job. And Bruce Arians, when I saw him this year, he was like furious. You know, how is it that we take three of our best referees and maybe our best head of officiating, Dean Blandino, and took him away, and he went to the networks, and you went to the. Yeah, how's it happen? And you know, and and I think it boils down to, really, that I don't think the league appreciates the officials enough. And and it's no secret. I mean, you leave the field and you go to the network, and you make more money. And so, you know, to me, uh, it, that's kind of part of this issue too. Is officiating really appreciated enough, even within the circles of the league? How they've much- said they've said they're doing a top to bottom review of this whole operation after the Super Bowl. You're grimacing at that. What what to you does that mean they'll do? It means they're gonna do the same thing they did for twelve consecutive years. I mean, Terrific. Every time I mean every time at the end of the season when I was there, I was in the office for twelve years. Um, nine I was the head of officiating every year. Every year. We're gonna look at the program, fishing program from top to bottom. Because at the end of the year, nobody ever there was never people sitting in a room saying, "Oh God, officiating was great this year. That was fantastic." These are this is a this is a part of the NFL that people only complain about. They don't talk about is it good or not. They just complain about it. So it was always it was always a top to bottom review. Now I do think that you might see you've seen it already with uh, with um, Walt Anderson. You've seen it with Walt Anderson, um, and uh, and and we may see some other we may see some other changes, but um, it's top to bottom review. Mike Pereira is our guest here on the midday 180. How much has high definition cameras changed the perception of officiating more than officials actually getting worse? Well, I don't think I don't think high definition itself has changed it. I think the expansion of instant replay has made it made them look worse. Um, you know, I, it, it's so hard. You know, we brought replay back in 1999. It was based all on facts. It was based on lines, planes, ground. And now it's what is the catch? Did he have it long enough? Um, it, it, it pass interference. Is it is it egregious enough? And replay can call. It, I think that the expansion of replay has has exposed more of the mistakes that have been made on the field. And I don't think it's going to the high definition or 4 or 5K, um, but it is, it's exposed them more. And so is social media. But I, as I said the other day to somebody else here today, when you think about it, these guys are damn good. They really are good. I mean, they have 150 plays they have to officiate in a game, and this is a foreign concept. But I tell you, on everything except a victory formation kneel down, there's 10 decisions they have to make on every play. You got five guys up front, and only two guys, two officials are watching them blocking, pass protection, run blocking. You got corners playing press coverage. Is it defensive? Is it not? And so, they they basically have to make fifteen hundred decisions in a game, and they make six or seven mistakes, which is uh, which is pretty amazing, actually. You always seem so assertive and so sure on television when you're talking about something that just happened. Maybe you just do a good job of playing it off, if so. Do you ever truly just not know? 
when you see something and you're guessing at it? Is there a time when you're watching a replay and thinking, heck, I, I'm, the, I'm the rules expert. I don't even know if that's a catch or not. I don't know exactly what happened on that play. Well, I, Blandino uses the great terminology. Almost every time I see him get on TV, it's really close. Okay, Dean, yeah, well, it's always really close. Okay, but what do you – the, the thing is uh, I got in a little bit of trouble because it was the – it was actually the Kyle Rudolph push-off at the end of the, the Saints-Vikings game, and Troy turned to me and said, Mike, what do you think? And my response was, you know what, Troy, I think I'll leave it to you. <laughs> and the elite – I mean, Fox said, probably not the best thing to make a joke out of it, and, you know, you probably should have been the one to say – yeah, it's it's it should it's offensive pass interference. But I often, I mean, I, I may sound cool and collected, but that 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 twenty second frenzy where I have to run video back and forth and look at what happens and try to say, okay, because I don't know if Joe's going to come to me or not. I I have to like be immediately ready for him to say. Mike Pereira, and as soon as he says Mike Pereira, then I have my own button that turns on my microphone, and then I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta say something, and and then I'm watching the program feed and looking at my. It's let let me tell you, I I I sweat like a pig during. (laughs) Well, you do a great job of playing it off because no one can hear that in your voice when you're when you're talking about the play. For or against it, if they had executed pi replay as they talked about it at the owners meeting where i was as they described what they were going to do could it have worked effectively it seemed to me if they did what they said they were going to do it could have been an effective addition well i I was never clear on what they said they were going to do but obviously to me they didn't do what they say they were going to do because every coach that i talked to was perplexed and he said and they told me it was not what they said they were going to do but i knew from my own meetings with the league that they weren't out to reofficiate the play they were out to look at to catch the big misses like happened at the end of the championship game in new orleans with the rams um so i i when when they told me that i pretty much knew it was going to fail i mean that's you can't have two standards i mean we have a rule and then but then they said okay pass interference on the field, we want it called this way, but in replay, we want it called another way, which doesn't doesn't make any sense. And so, uh, I I think it. Listen, I think it could be amended, changed, and kept. If to me, if I could wave my magic wand, I would say, okay, we'll look at pass interference, but only in the last five minutes of the game, and only we're going to have only one standard: it is or it isn't. And it doesn't have to be bigger in replay than on the field. It either is or it isn't. So you don't have to, you know, call a coach or talk to a coach who says, Al, that was pass interference and you didn't call it in replay. And and Al's got to say to the coach, yeah, coach, you're right. It was. It was interference. But it wasn't big enough for us to call in replay. Ah, What? You know, so if they kept the standard the same and and I think limited it, there's too much replay as it is. Um, you know, I think I think it could work. Will there ever be an eye in the sky that's just perpetual? Oh, I a hope voice so. in the ear of the referee. Oh, I hope so. It would work. It would work. Call it the sky judge. Call it whatever you want to call it. But let's make some 
obvious corrections in real time and not have to go to replay and stop the game for three minutes. And let's focus on player safety. You know, let's, you know, you get a big hit that's uh, called a foul on the field, but you look at it in slow motion and replay, the first look you see, it was actually to the shoulder. It wasn't to the head or neck area, and it wasn't illegal use of the helmet. Let my sky judge be there and just get click on Vinny, who's going to be the referee on Sunday. Hey, Vinny, I got a shot. That is not an illegal hit. Pick up the flag. And may is- may interrupt. The, it may it may take an additional ten seconds. May look a little funny, or it could be, hey, there's a run into the middle and the and the runner gets his face mask pulled, but nobody could see it. And then Sky Judge sees it in his replay equipment the first time he caught. Vinny, that's a face mask on number twenty three. Drop the flag, penalize it. Let's go. And if you go back to New Orleans, perfect. You could have just right there. Hey, Benny, I got the shot. It's pass interference on number twenty-three or whatever Roby Coleman's number was. You know, put the flag down. It's first and goal at the seven. Gets corrected oh. in real time, and it's no different than another official on the field. It happens all the time in that championship game. They called offensive pass. I mean, in the championship game in New Orleans, they called offensive pass interference. One official did. Another one came in and said, "I had a good look at that. Look at he doesn't. The the contact was initiated by the defender. It's a clean play, and they picked up the flag. Did it in real time. Why not add that guy upstairs who gets to look at one shot on television? Since we using all this technology anyway, makes too much sense to me." Mike Pereira, our guest. Final thing: Do you think the majority of officials? think the way you think on what you were just discussing with Paul and if so is it just the owners who are Reluctant. making things more complicated than they should be when it comes to deciding the rules well I generally not. you make it sound so easy and simple is my in the way you describe but, but, but you know honestly 98 percent of things that 99 percent of things that happen during a football game are simple and it's that one percent which is usually an enforcement of a penalty that's that creates confusion and and i always said i was like so simple this is so confusing this rule just do whatever you want nobody's <laughs> gonna know the difference you know no, nobody's gonna know it sell it put the ball that way. but i listen I, I don't i don't think that the rules are necessarily too um confusing what i do think though is replay has gotten too involved and i think now officiating has been taken off the field and put in the replay booth and in New York. And, you know, now, I mean, when I officiated without replay, you know, you had to get the right spot. And if you threw a pass interference flag and you missed the spot, you had to go adjust it yourself. Now the guy throws a pass interference flag and and the guy upstairs goes, Uh, put the flag at the 42, you know. Or the guy rules the guy out of bounds at the 38 instead of the 39 replay put the ball at the 39, you know, and they're talking in their ears all the time. And so you've taken away their, really their ability to officiate and make, making them somewhat reliant on the technology, which to me is not a good thing. And, and especially when it comes to that kind of stuff that you should get right on your own and not have to rely on replay or New York. Mike Pereira. Always a great guest. You're nice to join us on Radio Row. Good to see you again. Terrific nice to visit. see Thank you guys. You. Paul, always good to see you.